everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Hope for Today broadcast. I'm your host, Doran Wengard, founder of Wengard Ministries, where we are delivering hope to every heart. I'm nearing the end of the series today called Hope in the Soul. Earlier, I had finished a seven-part series called Hope in the Spirit, and we are currently in the Hope in the Soul series. We will be moving to the final set of messages in these three sets called Hope in the Body. And this is about going deeper in all three parts of us, spirit, soul, and body. The message the Lord gave for me today is called, All Things Are Possible. Thanks again for the privilege of bringing the Word of God to you today. I truly consider this an honor, and I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to these messages and for your feedback that you've given as well. I've been praying for each one of you that is watching or listening to these messages that the Word of God would be made alive to you and that His grace and power would be released in your life. Today, I want to start out by asking you a question. And then I want to tell you a testimony of how God has worked in my life and in the life of my the lives of my family. Now, you may think that this question has an easy answer to begin with, but I encourage you to take the time to answer it honestly. The question is, what is your first thought when I say all things are possible? Now, I know there's many times we've, we've probably heard that statement, we've heard that phrase, and we can tend to think, of course, with God all things are possible. But the question that I would have for you, your first thought, the first thing that enters your heart, is it about all things being possible? Or do you insert and put in your own ability? Or do you think, is it possible for me? I've talked with many Christians who have said very clearly, I'm a believer. But the evidence in their life showed otherwise. Now again, I've said this before. Remember, I'm not saying these things to condemn you or in any way to bring shame. Remember, the devil always does plenty of that without my help. I'm asking this question to hopefully bring clarity to your heart and ultimately hope that your situation has unlimited possibilities of improvement. True effortless change begins first with full honesty with yourself about the thoughts and the intentions of your own heart. God wants desperately for his children to receive his word and the purpose of his word is to give his children hope. Too many times the word of God seems so amazing but it does seem impossible sometimes that we end up thinking that it's only promising God's goodness to someone else. We, we put someone else in the middle there instead of thinking that it truly is possible for me. I've even had Christians warn me about getting others' hopes up too high. They say you, you, you wouldn't want to get people's hopes up too much. But the only thing the Bible warns us about is thinking too small or of holding back in fear. God wants to give us his word, but then he expects us to believe it. God's ability to work in our lives is limited to what we are willing to believe and receive. I've had this happen when I was looking for a place for my family to live in Colorado while I was attending Karis Bible College. Actually, the following is a part of a book that I'm writing about. Uh, it includes just stories of walking by faith. And I printed it out here so I have I can read it. It's just a little part here. But it gives a good example of what it means to walk by faith. 
Where are we going to live? I asked God as I hiked along the west side of Pikes Peak. I had been looking at rental listings, but all of them were too expensive and too small for my family of seven. An amazing thing happened, though. Every time I would ask my Heavenly Father this question, I would experience an overwhelming sense of peace that it's all taken care of. I had been thinking through this process for months now, but each time I raised the question, God's amazing peace and joy would flood my heart. I finally came to the realization that my Heavenly Father truly had everything taken care of, and all He needed me to do was simply believe. On this particular day, I had spent hours reading the Bible and listening to the voice of God. With peace in my heart, I told God that I didn't need any other confirmation that he had a place all prepared for my family. I did ask him, however, with excitement, can I see it? Immediately, a vision of a house appeared in my mind and and heart with full color and clarity. I knew instantly that this was the house for us. Over the next five months, I had to make the decision of whether I would believe this or not, because my family had not yet joined me in Colorado. When it came time to move my whole family from Ohio to Colorado, we still had no house to move to when we got there. We left and made the 22-hour drive with no place to go back to and no place to move into on the other end. I realize now that it was at this point of leaving that the real question of faith was being put to work. We were truly putting James 2, verses 17 through 24, to the test. James 2, 17 says, Thus also faith by itself, if it does not have works, is dead. But someone will say, You have faith, and I have works. Show me your faith without your works, and I will show you my faith by my works. You believe there is one God, you do well. Even the demons believe and tremble. But do you not but do you want to know, O foolish man, that faith without works is dead? Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered Isaac his son on the altar? Do you see that faith was working together with his works, and by works faith was made perfect? And the scripture was fulfilled which says, Abraham believed God, and it was accounted to him for righteousness, and he was called the friend of God. You see then, that a man is justified by works and not by faith only. Many things began happening the moment we acted on what we believed, and within a week we were moving into the exact house I had seen in the vision. The owner of that house became a huge blessing in our lives, and it was through friendship with him that we now became friends with other people all around the world. God gave me a specific word, and that word produced the faith I needed to act on. Again, there's there's more details to this story, but the fact of the matter is the Lord gave me a word, and I had to choose whether I believed it or not. See, all things were possible to them that believe. All things are possible to them that believe. I had to believe it to make it truly possible come to pass. Romans 10, 7, 17 says, So then faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. It was in my willingness to fail that God was freed up to bring it to pass. Praise God. It seems at times I've encountered as much unbelief in Christians, Christians as I'm seeing in the world. We must remember that each of us 
continually, has a choice in front of us. Do I believe God and his word or not? I know I've said this before, but God's ability to work in our lives is limited to what we are willing to believe and receive. Much of the church in general seems to be convinced that God often teaches the difficult lessons by choosing to directly or indirectly allow injury or pain onto his children. The truth of the matter is that he allows many things that are not his will because he has given us his authority to resist them. The Holy Spirit then works continually to point us to the word which delivers us from every negative situation. See, God is a good father. And he sent his son Jesus to bring us the fullness of salvation. The definition of the original word for salvation is sozo. And I have that here as well. Sozo, to save, keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction, from injury or peril, to save a suffering one from perishing. For example, one suffering from disease, to make well, heal, restore to health, to preserve one who is in danger of destruction, to save or rescue. That's the definition of the word sozo. Here's how Ephesians 2.8 would read with this definition of whoever wrote this definition. If we insert this into Ephesians 2.8, it would say, For by grace you have been sozo, or forgiven of sins, born again, made righteous, healed, delivered, prospered, made whole in every way. Through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. And again, not of works, lest any man should boast. So, if we add in, if we put in the actual expanded definition of sozo, the way it was understood when it was originally written, that's what it would say. In Mark 9.23, Jesus said, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Now, I want to look at some other scriptures where Jesus talks about believing. In Mark 5, verses 35 and 36, if we look at that here, Mark 5, 35, while he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, and this is where the, the daughter of the, the ruler from the synagogue, she was dying, and he came to Jesus saying, come, I need your help, come save, save my daughter. While he was still speaking, some came from the ruler of the synagogue's house who said, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not be afraid, only believe. Notice he didn't say uh, any results yet until he, he gave the instructions to believe. Now this same story is mentioned in Luke 8.50. And Jesus, it says, when Jesus heard it, he answered him saying, do not be afraid, only believe, and she will be made well. So there he gave the, the results of believing. Now, I want to look at uh, the last words of Jesus before he left to go back to heaven. And this was in Mark 16, verse 14. And I'm going to read 14 through 19. It says, later he appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and hardness of heart because they did not believe those who had seen him after he had risen. And he said to them, go into all the world 
and preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name they will cast out demons, they will speak with new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if they drink anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received into heaven and sat down at the right hand of God. Wow. That's a very clear description of what happens with those who believe. And you realize Jesus, he, he sat down at the right hand of God. It was a finished work. It was complete. So I want to encourage you today. Make the decision to stand on the truth of God's word, no matter what facts you see in others around you or in your own situation, in your own life, in your circumstances. Stand on the truth of God's word and you will begin to find hope where previously there was none. And then it will be like a seed taking root and, and pushing up through hardened ground. You will know deeply in your heart that change has begun. I want to encourage you. All things are possible. All things are possible to him who believes. Believe. Believe the word of God. Believe the word that you read and believe the word that God speaks to your heart. Believe the word that God gives you through other believers, other people who, who come to you with a word from the Lord. It will be confirmed in your heart. Be willing to believe. Be willing to fail. Be willing to believe something even when it doesn't, when you don't see it immediately. God's word never fails. All things are possible. Now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm.